Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode 94 of the Talking Fires podcast. Your host, Ben Fadden here today to talk about a possible Joe Musgrove extension. I hope all you guys are doing well, staying safe. Um, Monday, uh, just a quick update, you know, on the Players Association and on the league and all, you know, both of their conversations with one another regarding the lockout and getting a new collective bargaining agreement agreed upon. Uh, the two sides meet on Monday, uh, next Monday. So we're recording this. Well, so they re- they meet today since we're recording this going out on a Monday. They meet today. Uh, we'll see what, you know, comes of that. You know, I'm not quite sure what's going to come of that because how far both sides are off, it seems like, from what the other side wants. Um, And, you know, they're just trying to use leverage. Uh, The owners are trying to, you know, keep as much money as possible. Uh, You know, they don't want the early arbitration because that means that they're going to have to pay the players more than they, you know, want to that early in their major league careers. But then obviously the players, you know, with their average, you know, lifespan as a major leaguer being so small compared to the average American and how long they work, you know, that average American can work probably what, 40 years, something like that. While the average major leaguer, it's probably less than five, to be honest. So they, you know, want to really maximize the amount of money that they're earning. And so it's understandable why they want billionaires to give them more money um, than they are. Now, we're not talking about, obviously, the Max Scherzer of the world who are getting, you know, 43 million a year or whatever, or even the guys that are making 10, 20 million a year. We're talking more about the lower level bench guys that, 
you know, maybe the Jake Cronowitz, right? I know Jake Cronowitz is not a bench player, but if we move it up a level, uh, even just starters, guys that are being paid less than a million dollars a year when they're, you know, all-star caliber players, uh, because just because they haven't reached free agency, they haven't reached arbitration, the players don't want that. They want that to change. So they meet uh, later today, it seems like. Um, and so we'll we'll see. Just stay tuned to, the, to our channels and all that for any updates. Uh, hopefully some progress is being made. Uh, but the main kind of discussion in this episode, a possible Joe Musgrove extension. Now, I haven't heard any reports of anything being really discussed. Um, but it's something that I really think the Padres should discuss with Musgrove when this lockout ends. Maybe it's something that they discuss later down the line because signs are pointing towards only there being a week or two or maybe spring training going right after when the CBAs, you know, agreed upon. So there's not going to be a lot of time for the Padres to focus on a Musgrove extension and really talk about it with him. So maybe that's why just in terms of the timing, it might be better for during the season for this sort of thing to happen. Um, But there's no doubt for me that it it should happen. Um, Just and there's so many factors why it should happen. And so we can start with that and then we can get into uh, what that might take and what I would be comfortable giving him and kind of comparing that with other guys younger guys that have pitchers, you know, at his position that have signed recent extensions, because that's the smart thing to do is compare uh, Musgrove's performances with other guys, uh, recent extensions and their performances kind of use that as a template. So you're not just guessing because uh, that's not smart on the team's side of things. Right. So Musgrove, I mean, just reasoning, I mean, he has a pretty good argument for why he should deserve an extension He's done everything and better since he came over in one of Preller's best trades so far that he's made as a Padres, you know, as the Padres GM. Uh, I mean, he had a 3.18 ERA last year, three and a half war. Um, you know, he had 203 strikeouts, over 200 strikeouts, which is, should stand for something. Another thing that should stand for something is the only he's the only Padres starter that stayed healthy this year. Um, so. You know, with you, Darvish, and Blake Snell, you have all these names in the rotation. You know, Chris Paddock, Ryan Weathers, Maura Hone, uh, Clevenger obviously was hurt last year. All those guys weren't able to stay healthy all year. But yet here's Joe Musgrove, uh, the hometown kid. He threw a no-hitter, uh, should have his number retired. He and Jake Peavy kind of combining what they meant to the Padres in their history. Uh, but that's another discussion for another day. But everything that he's meant so far, and I, I don't want to, like judge it off of one year, but I'm not really judging it off of one year in terms of, you know, him deserving an extension or not. Like his ERA, I believe the last three years has decreased. So he's, his numbers have improved. He proved last year that he can stay healthy um, after kind of not staying so healthy with Pittsburgh, but he's proved that he can stay healthy. He obviously loves it here. He's gone to goals games this offseason. He's the true San Diegan. He was a Padres season ticket holder. Grew up watching JPV going to games. I mean, he is a prime San Diegan. You know, I know this isn't baseball, but we can compare it to basketball where Donovan Mitchell, right? His dad works for the New York Mets. Donovan Mitchell, if you don't follow basketball, plays for the Utah Jazz. And I think he'd be a great fit, you know, for the Knicks um, or for the Nets. Someone because he fits New York, right? He's really a New Yorker. 
He like live tweets Mets games. So he's like a real New Yorker and he would fit that basketball team. Flipping it back to baseball, Joe Musgrove's that for San Diego. I mean, he's a true San Diegan, goes to San Diego restaurants. I think he has a deal with one of the San Diegan, you know, beer companies uh, after he threw the no hitter that he gets like free beer for life or whatever. So he's invested in the community. He's, you know, his parents have that coffee shop in Alpine. So there he's invested. He fits here. He wants to be here. And so those reasons, I mean, his numbers are improving. It's not like he's a 35 year old, you know, he's a 29 year old. So he's in the middle of his prime and we'll get to the contract structure. If I was AJ Preller, what that would look like, but in terms of his reasoning and if he deserves to be locked up for an extension, uh, he does deserve it more than any other Padre right now because the Tatis deal is already done. Uh, and Grisham, that's another kind of candidate. But after a down year, I'm not sure he and his agent would want to get into that because he'd probably be signing for a lower deal than he could get coming off a couple good years. And for the Padres, I don't know if that's the smartest thing uh, because you don't know if C.J. Abrams is going to end up playing center field over Grisham and then maybe his value decreases when he moves to a corner. Um, so you just don't want to give him, you know, I think he still has what four years left on his contract, three years, four years. So they have, they have time where Musgrove, he's a free agent after this season, 2022. So they need, they can't let him get to free agency. In my opinion, um, we can get, you know, into now what the possible contract would look like. Um, now, like I mentioned, it's smart to look at the structure of deals that have happened recently, the past few years, uh, pitchers and all that. I know Freddie Freeman and free agency. I know it's not an extension, but you know, reporters like Ken Rosenthal, I know they've mentioned like the Paul Goldschmidt deal and kind of be a little bit more than that. Same with Rizzo, that type of structure. So just looking at past players that have received extensions kind of in the same age range or at least production-wise is obviously the main thing. Uh, and I think that's what the Padres should look at. The two extensions I found were Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins. He got five years for $56 million. Both of these deals are the last couple of years, I believe. And Antonio Senzatella from the Rockies, he got five years, $50.5 million, just, I think, just above that. Um, he's with the Rockies, obviously, like I just said. Sandy Alcantara, his numbers are similar recently to Musgrove. Um, he had a 3.19 earned run average last year. Alcantara did. Uh, Musgrove had a 3.38. So those those numbers are really similar. Uh, both guys, I know Alcantara is younger uh, than Musgrove, a few years younger. Um, but Musgrove's performance, you know, some could make the argument that Alcantara just signed early to get the the assurance, you know, the that he's going to be there, that he's going to get his money because it's a it's guaranteed contracts. Um, but with Musgrove, I think you're, I'd be willing to give him more. Um, and I know that he's older than Alcantara, but I think, and Sensatella, but I think that I'd be willing to give him more because I think that he's in the middle of his prime where you can make the argument where Alcantara, Sensatella, they're just coming into it. Um, so I think, you know, with Musgrove being in his prime, like I mentioned, his numbers are getting better every year. He stayed healthy last year in a full season. It's not like it was a two-month year, right? So he stayed healthy. Um, but if I were Seidler, I'm viewing this from Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller's viewpoint, and especially Seidler because he's the one giving out the money, obviously. 
Um, I'd want to ensure that Musgrove is not going to hit the free agent market. There's no way that I'm going to let this guy reach free agency because there might be some teams that might view him uh, in a high upside sort of thing and they overpay for him and he turns into, you know, a Kevin Gosman type. Musgrove could make the argument that he's almost already that, you know, Kevin Gosman, I think he was a finalist for a Cy Young last year. He signed a big year with a uh, big deal with Toronto this offseason before the lockout. So I think Musgrove's on a level below that slightly, but he could make the argument that he's trending in that direction and a team just overpay for him. Um, I would not want to see that happen if I were Peter Seidler, just based on his performance, you can kind of count on him at least track record recently that he's going to stay healthy. Um, so in terms of the contract and what I would do, I'd be comfortable giving him five or six years at 70 million. Five years, 70 million, I believe that's $14 million a year. So the average annual value, 14 million. And at five years, 70 million, that would make, according to fan graphs, that would make Musgrove actually underpaid, believe it or not. Um, Musgrove, in terms of his value, the they can fan graphs converts war to the value that they're worth each year. Um, and Musgrove last year was worth $15.2 million. Um, and let's see, last year in 2021, so 15.2 million was how much he was worth. 2021 last year, he only he actually made 10 million over 10 million dollars less than what he was actually worth. So he's been underpaid in terms of the length that he's been a Padre. I know it's just one year, but he is underpaid right now. Um, so I, I'd kind of be willing to pay more just to get him his money. And I know that teams don't think that way, but in terms of a fan, in terms of me just sitting here talking about the Padres, talking about Musgrove, I mean, if there's a guy you're willing to overpay for, I mean, it's Musgrove. And, you know, in terms of his connection with the city and all that. So I'd be willing to give him $14 million a year like that. Maybe you go uh, a little more. Or if he wants to just pitch in San Diego for another year, you can go six years, $72 million or whatever. Or six years, still $70 million if he's okay with that. And he just wants to pitch in San Diego and get another year there. Uh, a five-year deal would take him uh, – what would it take him to? Age 34 35-ish. Um, so it takes you all the way through his prime. So I think that's a very good year length, at least for the Padres. They might not agree with me in terms of the money that they want to give him. Uh, but I think five, six years is a safer bet in terms of keeping him healthy. You get him in, you know, throughout his prime years. Um, and the money, I think another factor to look at is the money that the Padres have right now on, the, on their books, on their payroll won't be there when Musgrove is making this money. Uh, if Obviously, if they go through this uh, contract, like I'm mentioning, if they go this structure five years, he, uh, he'll, the Potters will have room to add Musgrove's contract to the books in 2023, 2024, 2025, all that, uh, because Will Myers probably isn't going to be here, right? His, you know, 20 million-ish, 17 million, whatever it is, he will be gone probably after this year, unless they want a, you know, a cheaper deal. And even then it's a cheaper deal. So you're not paying as much. Um, Hosmer hopefully will be gone. I know they will have to pay off some of that contract, but some of that will be gone. So that'll help. 
So I know the Tatis contract will be kicking in, um, I believe this year, right? But um, it's only like 20 million a year, somewhere in that range. So it's not 35 million a year or 40 million a year, which is probably what Fangraph said he was worth last year. I don't have it in front of me, but that's probably what it was. So he's still being underpaid. So, and he, he just wanted the guaranteed years and to stay in San Diego, like hopefully I hope Musgrove will as well. Obviously not 14 years, but uh, because of age and all that, and pitchers you don't give that long of a deal to with just at the Yankees with Garrett Cole right now. That's not working out great. Um, but in terms of Musgrove, I think paying him five years, $70 million, I think that's fair. It's not Max Scherzer, $40 million a year money, because I don't think that he's on that level, and I think he'd agree with that. But I think this could be a bargain if he does get to another level, if he keeps staying healthy. Um, he keeps having an ERA under four. He that This contract structure will be worth it. So that's what I would do. Um, I think that, like I mentioned, the payroll won't be in a terrible spot with money should be coming off the books uh, in years to come. So if you agree with the contract structure, let me know on our social medias at Talking Friars on Twitter, Instagram. Gaslamp Ball in the comments section uh, on our YouTube. I try to get back to everyone on the YouTube comments. Um, that's the episode pretty much today. Uh, just projecting what a Joe Must, Musgrove extension could look like. Obviously, again, there's haven't been any reporting on that. It's, we're in the middle of a lockout. But I think that you and with the timeline of how short they're, short of time the Padres are going to have to upgrade their roster. Musgrove's already on the roster. So that could be an in-season type of thing or whenever, you know, just something that it's time, it's convenient for both the sides, especially the Padres side of things. Um, I think that the Padres should seriously consider locking him up so that he doesn't eat. There's no chance that he leaves in free agency. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back again sometime later this week with another episode. We have an interview scheduled this week as well. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening, watching. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and podcasts. Until next time, let's go Padres. Ben Fadden, see you later.